Hello and welcome back. My name is Luke and you're listening to another episode of the Next Stage podcast by Web Summit, taking you inside the minds of business and cultural leaders from around the world. It's Wednesday, and every Wednesday we're looking at some of the best and brightest minds that Web Summit has to offer. So sit back, relax, and listen in as we hear from the leading minds and industry giants from all over the planet. And welcome to this session called The Heart of the Activewear Kingdom. We're joined today by Kevin Hart and Adam Goldenberg. Kevin, let's start with you. You're more than a brand ambassador for Fabletics Men. You're a partner. So what is it about Fabletics that makes you want to be so closely associated with the brand? Um, great question, Eric. See, I just came up with that energy. I just threw some energy back to you. That's how we're going to set the tone for this interview. Um, look, I've been in a uh, space of health and wellness for quite some time. Uh, and being in that space has allowed me to have partnerships with some of the biggest brands uh, in the world today. And after being with those brands and tied in, it, it put me in a position to say, you know, I can have an impact, but I can kind of be in control of it and really build a dynamic with the people um, that are underneath said brand that I choose to truly give my all to. The opportunity for the partnership with Fabletics came up and it just made sense. It made sense because they were starting uh, from the ground floor when it came to men. You know, they've had so much success with women uh, and the brand built an amazing consumer, um, amazing consumer base where, where they're direct, you know, they're direct consumers. So to channel and match that energy with men, it just, it, it, it said all signs and arrows point to go for me because I have that connection. I'm, I'm, I have a big enough brand, a big enough fan base to where I can go directly to them and uh, be transparent, be authentic and share my passion for um, you know this particular space and to give me the control that they have um, you know from the top on Fabletics to me it just it it was an unbelievable opportunity and and like nothing else that I've done so for me now it is it's a priority it's a priority to get this brand to a space of elite of understanding and and, and uh, along the same lines as the other powers to be in this space because we're just as good if not better. What do you want this association with the brand to say about you? Uh, I wanted to be an example of who I am. You know, um, quality and comfort is key. It's key when you're talking about athletic wear, athleisure, it's, it's important. And for me and my other Fabletics men, you know, it's about what you do and how you feel while you do it. Uh, I can't be an example of a guy who lives an active and healthy lifestyle um, if, if, if I'm not real. I'm very much real. And from me working out and being on the go, I truly do embrace the Fabletics, uh, the Fabletics brand. It, 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 it's quality, it's comfort, and literally it's for me. I mean, we, we now have a line that we're about to launch that's directed off of the things that I want, the things that I feel other men want and need. Um, and the simplicity, there's, there's a level of simplicity that goes with our brand that I think is skipped over. Uh, you know, you don't need everything to be the highest of tech. 
um, to go and do the things that you need to do. I think some people just want to kind of be simple about getting up and, and trying to become the best versions of themselves. Everybody's not at the highest level. Some people are starting from the ground floor. So to have a brand that you can grow with, that you can start from the bottom and, and progress with, I think that's an amazing structure within what we have. And I think it's why the Fabletics men, uh, you know, the numbers are growing and, and you know, going in the space of astronomical, if I could say. All right, all right. Thanks, Kevin. Uh, Adam, the textile fashion group, your company owns a bunch of different brands include, uh, beyond Fabletics Men, including Shoe Dazzle and um, Savage X Fenty. Uh, all of them use brand ambassadors uh, and, in fact, brand networks that include not just high-profile people like Kevin, but also a whole network of influencers. How does that work? And how do the different platforms and levels of influencers play off each other? That's a great question, Eric. You know, what it really starts with first, even before you start talking about the, the brand ambassadors and influencers and partners, it's really having product that works and a brand that people love. So you got to get that right first. And once you do, you know, this network effect that you're talking about, it amplifies that, right? It's about how do you get that message out to, to the world? And I think all the different levels of partners and brand uh, ambassadors and influencers play, play a role in that. So, you know, the key is it's all about finding individuals that um, are authentic. That's where it starts. Uh, consumers are very, very smart today. You can tell what's a real uh, partnership and where someone really believes in the product. And then you want to have a diverse, uh, you know, diverse set of individuals and you want to reach a diverse set of platforms. So, you know, I think oftentimes uh, companies are overly thinking about just Facebook or Instagram, but you want to, you, know, you want to be thinking about YouTube and TikTok and, uh, and everywhere else as well. But it's been a really important part of, of scaling all of our brands in the, in the portfolio. So Kevin was talking about how fast growth has been for Fabletics men. What did, so you're obviously pretty good at this. What, what advice would you give startups or other entrepreneurs who want to have a, an influencer-driven retail line? What, what advice would you offer? You know, my advice is, is actually, you know, start with the product and with the brand. So if you, you got to get that right first. So really focus on that. Build a product that people love. And then when you want to find the right partners and the right influencers, find people that authentically believe in you and what you're doing, right? And that they legitimately love the product. Um, you get those things right, you're like half the way there, right? Then you still need to know how to structure the deals. You still need to know how to track the performance. But it really just starts with you got to get the product right and you got to um, have authentic, real partnerships. Okay. Well, let's talk about the product then. I, I, a basic question that I could, could use your help understanding is, what's the meaning of performance athletic wear? How is it different from regular active wear? Yeah, so I mean, I think a lot of times terms get thrown out of performance active wear or active wear. Yeah, that, that, they're one and the same in that regard. What's different about us is we're really focusing on, you know, the product and the technology that guys need. Um, we want to make product that is affordable and performs. Um, and I think, look, I think the fashion, the fit are, are super critical. So especially being an e-commerce focused business, you know, a maniacal focus on fit, you know, nothing's more frustrating than buying something online and then having that fit not be exactly what you want. So 
We do a tremendous amount there with market research, fit testing, user reviews uh, to make sure the fit is, which is, which is right. And then you, you get that right, that's what guys want. Uh, Kevin, let me put the question to you. What is important to you about the quality of the product and how did you measure that when you came to accept this partnership with Fabletics? I think the biggest thing for me was input. Let's, let's, let's start there, you know? Uh, a lot of people throw the term partnership out and that may not be the case, you know? Uh, a partner is utilizing each other's assets and, and voices and, uh, and input. So when that was embraced from the top, for me, it just, it made sense. And like Adam just said, the fit, you know, the, the fit is extremely important. It's about what we feel we truly need to do the things that we do. So, you know, we sat down and had a long talk about how active I am. And within me being active, what are the things that I felt were, were pluses and minuses about some of the product that I had in the past? Um, I wanted to take, you know, pieces of some of the things that I've grown to love and, and give that information here and figure out a way to take that information and make it our own. So, you know, uh, I, I love the feeling of being comfortable while being uncomfortable. And to be honest, let's, let's really say what working out is. It's uncomfortable for a lot of people. You know, it's, it's not easy. It's, it's hard. You're, you're doing things that you may not love or be happy with. I got little legs, Eric. I don't know if you know that or not. So I don't like working legs. I hate working legs, but I got to do it because I want my body to be even. But in doing it, I want to be comfortable. I don't want to worry about, you know, my shorts riding up. I don't want to worry about the biker shorts that I chose or the tights that I chose to wear underneath crunching or bunching or, or jamming up in my crotch area. I want to be able to squat and get up without the, the waistband flipping over or, or stretching out of place. I don't want my shirt to get wet to the point where it gets loose and baggy and it loses a fit. Um, I don't want to wear a sweatshirt in the gym and my sweatshirt, uh, I start to sweat through it and I lose all shape to where that sweatshirt can never be worn again. These are all things um, that acted as information that I bought to the table. And I said, this is where my products uh, in the past have failed me. I don't want to be a part of a brand that fails men that do the same things that I do. So um, it, it was something that was, was taken and they went, they created and they bought back and we looked at the technology, we looked at the, the, the material, we looked at the, uh, the, the specs and we said, guys, we're in the ballpark. And it was about testing it. And I fell in love with the stuff that I tested, point blank. Yeah, and Eric, that's a really great point. I mean, Kevin's been an integral partner from, from day one before we ever had product, helping us design and develop this line. And, and that's what we loved about, that's what we love about working with, with Kevin is all that feedback. And, you know, he, he, he is, he's, he's on our team, right? We're, we're doing this together. You know, we're talking all the time with the designers, the marketing folks, you know, uh, and that feedback has been so integral to making this brand what it is. Do you guys have regular meetings, like a nine o'clock call every day? Uh, you know, Adam and I, Adam and I don't talk as much as me and Don, who's uh, another another uh, CEO within the brand. Um, Adam and I, we definitely have talks and definitely have conversations, but I have day to days with the people that I should have the day to days with, you know, um, and it's because I'm the guy that's constantly thinking of, of every tedious thing. 
I'm the guy that's going to call you at 9 p.m. randomly and go, oh, you know what I just thought of? You know how we got our tank tops? Well, what if the tank tops had a smaller slit on the side? And here's why. You know, when we had the one with the bigger slit, I found myself putting my hands in my pocket, but that slit is getting in the way. You think other guys are doing that? I'm that guy. I'm, <laughs> I'm the guy that's calling with a bunch of those. So, you know, Adam doesn't need to hear every single one of those. Uh, Don doesn't either. So I got tears that I go to. The bigger the idea, the bigger the individual that I need to talk to. Um, the, the tedious ones, you know, there's a team that can deal with that and, and that tries to put those things on paper and put them in front of me. And then there's a conversation of execution. But there is no line that I don't have access to. There is nobody that I can't get off the phone. And Eric, I can't stress how important that is. I, I'm, not, I'm not in a place to where I need the, the money from a brand just to throw my face on it. I'm, I'm in a place where I want to be a part of progression. I want to be a part of success. I want to be a part of change. I want to be a part of a story. And Fabletics has given me the opportunity to be a part of a story. This is a story of how a brand, a brand was built from the ground up and how a brand has a direct-to-consumer uh, uh, database, which is, which is insane. It's insane to be able to talk to the people that are buying your product, get feedback from those people, see what they like, see what they don't like, and make changes based on their needs and wants. That's what we do. That's what we do at a very high level. So to all those watching this and, you know, all of the, uh, you know, future, um, I guess you can say, creators in this space, having a relationship with your consumer is important. Having an understanding and an ear to listen to what they truly want and need is important. And I can say as a partner, owner, ambassador uh, for Fabletics Men, that's what we do very well. We're very intact with the men that are using a product in our brand. Thanks, Kevin. You bring up a great point. And one of the differentiating things about Fabletics Men and Fab, the entire Fabletics brand, which is the membership model, as opposed to just a single one-off retail relationship with your customers. Adam, you want to expound on that? Yeah, we've created a very unique membership model that we have over two and a half million members of now worldwide. And it's really about creating loyalty and engagement. So you can buy our product at regular retail pricing, uh, or you can become a member, which about 95% of people do. And when you're a member, you're getting 25% off the retail price. You're getting the drops before everybody else. You're getting the special seasonal uh, uh, promotions, and you're part of a team, right? Which is something important with, with activewear. And what we find this membership has created is deep loyalty and engagement. So. Um, in a category that's typically fragmented, you know, we're getting north of 50% wallet share because, you know, uh, he or she, depending on, you know, right, we're, we're, we have both uh, men's and women's now, they're thinking first about Fabletics. They're saying, hey, this is my favorite brand. And when I shop here, I'm also saving money. So that top of mind is, is really creating that deep loyalty uh, and engagement. And, and I think that's important because e-commerce today struggles with how do you get consumers not just to shop once, but how do you get them coming back and, and how do you build a deeper relationship? And, and our membership program does that. Um, you know, men's, we only launched this year. We're finding the men customer love the membership just as much as our, you know, millions of women uh, VIPs. So um, I will say membership as a whole has different, different forms. Our model works well for us, but I think you're going to see more and more membership driven businesses in e-commerce because of 
the way you can create that that deeper connection with your right, customers. Right, and that recurring revenue. Let's let's pivot to resilience, which is such an important attribute for any entrepreneurial company. Uh, Tech, the textile fashion group has faced uh, a, a real, um, you know, a real curveball in COVID, which is, uh, you know, it's been okay for athleisure and okay for e-commerce, but been really desperately hard on uh, physical retail stores, of which you have a hundred. And yet things seem to be going pretty well. Why has your company been able to thrive during the pandemic when others like Neiman Marcus have failed? Yeah, so, so we actually have 51 stores today and we'll open up about another 50 stores in the next two years. And despite the pandemic, we're moving full steam ahead on, on continuing to open up, up doors. Um, the pandemic threw a major curveball to us. So, you know, in, in March, just like everyone else in this country, you know, we didn't really know how long this uh, pandemic was going to last, which is obviously still going on. Um, and, uh, you know, the most important thing to us was keeping our employees safe. So, you know, we closed our retail stores before the lockdowns um, and we kept our stores closed for almost four months. And we have over 800 store associates. And we just said from day one, we are not going to furlough people in the middle of a pandemic. That is not what we stand for and believe as a company. We're not going to do it. And I think you saw that's what most of the retail industry did. And we said, look, this is a unique opportunity. We have individuals that now have other ways they can help us. So we said, what can we do to sort of create what we're calling an omni associate? So not just a retail associate, but you know, interacting in other ways. So we said, look, we can put everybody through training. So we did a one week deep brand immersion. For our 180 managers, we did a three week manager training. Um, there was an increase in customer service, right? Because of uh, you know, what happened on the e-commerce side. So we trained all of our retail associates to be able to handle phone calls and chat from home. And we did some of our deepest market research we've ever done. We now had hundreds of retail associates that could reach out to uh, customers and learn more about what they would love to see from the brand. Um, and in doing that, you know, not only did we protect everybody's jobs, but we've emerged into a place of, I think, our retail team being better than ever. So we saw our NPS scores in retail go from 75 to over 80 as we've reopened these stores because of all this work that was done. Um, you know, so I think one of the mindsets that we have at Textile is innovation. So when you get a curveball, you just got to think about, hey, what can, how can we use innovation? How can we do things differently, you know, to turn this into a, into a positive? And, uh, you know, so proud of the retail team and what they did because, um, you know, they were incredibly flexible and willing to do anything they could to help the company be successful and to support our members. And that's, you know, a big part of the reason that despite this crazy year, things have been pretty good on the business front. Okay. All right. Thanks, Adam. Uh, I want to take another angle uh, on the question of resilience. Kevin, you were in a terrible car accident a little more than a year ago. And I think people have seen you on the videos that you've made for Fabletics and, and your workout videos would be astonished to hear that you underwent spinal surgery a little more than a year ago. What drove you to rebound so quickly? Um. You know, I think some of the best opportunities in life come from getting knocked down, right? Uh, you know, when you look at uh, people that have determination and pure will to succeed, and you know, that can have I can have levels of different definitions. It's it's whatever the version of success is for you and to you. Um, 
those opportunities shouldn't be taken for granted. So uh, almost, almost dying, uh, being told that you were centimeters from not being able to walk again. Um, and that, you know, you have an opportunity to recover and, and possibly get back to a somewhat normal version of yourself, depending on how you heal, depending on how you approach the injury. For me, that was, that was mental ammunition that acted as fuel, um, in the fire that I just lit myself. So you gave me hope by you. I'm talking about the doctor of saying that there's a possibility that I could get back to, uh, you know, a version of myself, depending on how I handled the injury and how I heal. Well, I, I, I said, well, there's no reason why I shouldn't be able to heal correctly if I, if I do what I'm supposed to with my body and to my body. And I put years in into working on my body. And, you know, I was blessed and fortunate enough to have a body that responded um, and reacted to, to me when I tried to put my body back in motion. So um, I'm very fortunate, very blessed, and I can say that I'm, I'm back at you now, 100% of myself, and the new fire has been lit to surpass the version of me that I was before I got in the accident. You know, how do I get to a better physical specimen of myself? And having a brand to do it in and do it with, it just makes the story that much better. And to do it in front of the world because of social media and because, you know, of... Uh, the ability that we all have to share and talk on a global scale, um, it, it's important because you're giving other people that may be going through the same thing or may have went through the same thing hope and, and you're giving them a reason to say, you know what, I can too. I'm not Superman. I don't have superpowers. Uh, I just wanted something for myself. It's that simple. For me. That is an impressive and inspiring story, Kevin. Thank you. Kevin Hart. Adam Goldenberg, thank you. Uh, I'm Eric Schoenberg of Inc. and Fast Company. And now back to Web Summit in Lisbon. Thanks for listening. And if you want to hear more about these topics firsthand, or you want to let us know what you want to hear, be sure to check us out on any of our social media accounts or visit websummit.com. That's websummit.com.